0: Welcome to The Upward Journey, the podcast ministry of Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina. Money, few words evoke as much emotion as that one. Whether it's related to how much or how little you make, spending versus saving, or the difference between how you and your significant others see it, money sparks a conversation and a reaction. So how do we approach it with the proper mindset? It's been said that money is a tool used properly makes something beautiful. Used wrong, it makes a mess. Thankfully, we don't have to figure it all out on our own. We'll explore how that's true in our latest series, Dollars and Cents. Let's continue the upward journey.
1: For those of you here this morning looking around, wondering why you don't know anybody, this is actually early service. Some of you are just now realizing you came to the 9.30 today. That's why your friends aren't here today. Did you love that extra hour? Yeah. They say it may be our last time doing that. I don't know if you love it or hate it, but it may be the last time we do that. Moving the time around on us. I want to welcome you today to week two of our series called Dollars and Cents. First of all, can I say thank you for Pastor Appreciation? I know myself and our staff felt so loved and so appreciated throughout the month of October. Thank you all so much. We've gotten people bringing food to the office, giving us gift cards to go out to eat. I think apparently uh, your desire for Pastor Appreciation is to make us fat, and we have been cooperating with that this month pretty well. So. But thank you. We genuinely have felt loved by you all and appreciated so greatly. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. I also want to say thank you to so many for your response to the message last week. We talked about generosity, and I had more than one person come up to me and say, Pastor, that's it. I'm giving away everything in the attic. I'm giving away everything in the basement. People have been set free last week, and we heard it from a number of people that God has really turn to switch on inside of them toward generosity, so thank you so much for that. We did this series, Dollars and Cents, because of the overwhelming problem that couples and families and individuals are facing handling their finances. The Bible, the Bible didn't, a survey, there's a difference in the Bible and a survey. Let's get that straight. A recent survey surveyed married couples that had gotten divorced and they asked the reasons for their divorce. Did you know that 36%, that's over one third of married couples in this survey said they divorced because of financial disagreements? It's a huge problem. I told you last week that the average American family, not the high, not the low, the average American family has $14,000 in credit card debt right now. And credit card debt is among the very worst debt you can have because it's typically debt on assets that are depreciating, and it's typically debt with a very high interest rate that can go even higher. Credit card debt is something you want to get out of, something you want to avoid if you're not in, but the average American family has $14,000 worth of credit card debt. We're going to see a solution today to the financial problems we face King Solomon gave us a solution today to this massive problem. And the surprising thing about this passage is the answer to this problem has been lying right in front of us on the ground the whole time. You don't even have to go to the internet to figure this out. Thank God. You don't have to go to the library to figure this out. Solomon said the great... Worldwide problem that we're facing today, the national problem we're facing today, can be solved by looking down at the ground at the ant, a small creature that we often step on or spray or see as a nuisance we've got to get rid of. I was in the Mass General store yesterday, and they have a line of cups and plates that are like, it looks like a paper cup, but it's actually plastic. And the pl- pl- plate looks like a paper plate, but it's plastic. And they put ants all over it. Y'all didn't seem to be affected at all by that. Uh, it looks like you're at a picnic and ants are crawling on your plate. There's something, yeah, it's ants are on the plate. You look at it and think, ooh, there's an ant. Yeah, I won't say that at 11 because it just, you're like, okay, okay, there's an ant. All right. All right. <laughs> try my best. Y'all were waiting on the punchline. There's no punchline even. (laughs) I love it. I'm up here dying, and y'all are laughing out there. This is just wonderful. There are tremendous lessons to be learned, really life-changing lessons to be learned from this tiny insect. Let's go to Proverbs 6. Quickly, let's get to the Bible, because I'm not doing any good by myself. Proverbs 6, Solomon Man, with the greatest wisdom that God ever gave anybody, gave to Solomon. Solomon said this, go to the ant. Read it with me. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in the harvest. That's right. Solomon said, go to the ant. For wisdom about your finances. Now, Solomon was an animal lover. He had a zoo. The Bible describes his zoo. He had all kinds of animals, even down to monkeys, Solomon had in his zoo. So he was an animal watcher. And it's very interesting how much we can actually learn what wisdom there is to glean in our lives just from looking at nature around us. There's some tremendous lessons. And Solomon said, You need to look down at the ground at the ant and learn how to manage your life. Now, what can I learn from the ant about my financial life? Solomon uses two words. He uses the word gather, and he uses the word prepare. Ants know how to gather wisely. They know how to bring in the income. Then ants know how to prepare to expend their resources wisely. And I think that's such a tremendous lesson for us. In the many, many years that I've been pastoring, the many, many years that I've been talking to people, and financial problems come up, I find that these are two categories that their problems fall into. They either have an income problem or a spending problem. Now, let's look, first of all, we often have income problems. This is the problem with the gathering. Simply put, an income problem means you're not making enough money to live on. And dollars and cents is not going to make enough sense to you It's not going to help you very much if you just don't have enough money to live on. Now, Solomon addresses a potential problem. I may be ticking some people off a little bit this morning, but I'm okay with that. If you're okay with it, I'm going to take a strong swing at a spirit that's upon us now that's invading our culture, and you see it all the time on the media. We're going to be taking a hard swing at that today and driving that away from Upper Christian Fellowship forever. Can we say amen today? All right, don't shoot the messenger today, but this is the message of the word. Solomon says this, go back to the verse, and I'm going to stay close to the Bible today. He says this, go to the ant, oh, sluggard. What does that mean? You think of a slug lying on the ground when you think of sluggard. Sluggard is one of Solomon's favorite words in Proverbs. He uses the Hebrew word for sluggard 14 different times. It is the only time in the Old Testament that this word sluggard is used, Are the 14 times that Solomon uses this word. Go to the ant, he says, O sluggard. Solomon addresses a potential income problem in your life, and it just might be the problem of inactivity. I want you to hear me today. Income problems often come from inactivity. In other words, you're just not working very hard. Now, before you shoot me, this is not everybody. But I do want to throw this out for some. Some people have income problems today because they're lazy. There are many, many people in the nation today, apparently, from what I see around me, that just don't want to work. Since the pandemic, there are actually more jobs today than there were pre-pandemic And there are actually millions of less. There's actually 3.4 million people less in the workforce today in the United States of America, even with there being more jobs available. That's a problem. There are more jobs available, yet less workers who are willing to do the jobs. And I hear this all the time. I go to restaurants and they don't have their dining room open inside because they don't have help. I hear business owners all the time telling me, we're trying so hard to find good people. We're trying to find even not good people. We're just trying to find anybody to come do it. There are business owners out there, folks, that are just looking for warm bodies right now. Can I tell you something? If you want a job, you can get one. And if you don't have a good job or you don't have a job at all, We need to talk about that before we talk about how to manage your money. Now, there's a difference in being unable to work. If you're unable to work, you've been injured, you've been sick, and you're truly unable to work, I'm not trying to lay shame on you this morning. That's the last thing in the world I want to do and the last thing in the world I want you to feel. But there's a difference between being unable to work and being unwilling to work. And if you have been unwilling to work and that is the problem of your income, that is the problem that you need to look at and address today is your unwillingness to get up, leave the house. Dave Ramsey puts it this way. He said you got to leave the cave, kill something and drag it home. Right. <laughs> Caveman. Yep. You got to get up. You got to get yourself ready. You got to go to work. You got to do something productive and get paid for it. And bring that money home and use it wisely. Can I get an amen? amen? I need some amens this morning. Let me ask you this. Are you working? If the answer is no, that's one of your big problems. I met with a young man some years ago. It was probably 24 or 5 years ago. I was young in ministry. Just started at the church. We weren't in this building. He came to me and his wife came. and He said, I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job providing for my family. And she said, yeah, we're just not making enough money. We don't have enough money for food. We can't hardly pay the bills. We're behind. And he, he told me I feel like a failure. So I got to digging a little bit and asking questions a little bit to kind of find out what was going on. And here's what was going on. He was staying up all night playing video games and sleeping all day. Didn't take me long to figure out that problem. Now, there's nothing wrong if you work hard and you want to play video games sometime. That's fine. But uh, you're not going to make much of an income on, now I'm going to tell you how old I am, you're not going to make much on Donkey Kong. That's an old man right there. (laughs) Whatever it is today, whatever, you know what it is, just fill in the blank. That does not produce an income. And if you are wasting away your time playing games or watching YouTube, or doing other things and not out actually doing something productive in society, then you are going to have an income problem. I told the guys in a, as loving way as I could, I said, "I know why your self-esteem is so low, because you were created to get up and be productive and do something and provide for your family and bring home the bacon." I told his wife, I wish you could make biscuits like my mama. She said, I wish you could make dough like my daddy. <laughs> he's not making any dough, he's not doing anything. Inactivity can be the problem. So I told this young man, I said, What you've got to do is you've got to go to work. You've got to go out and get a job. And back in that day, it was harder to get a job than it is today. Let me tell you, there are employers everywhere that want to hire you. So if you're here today or you're watching online and you have an income problem, get a job. Go to work. Produce something. And when you produce something, you get to share in the increase. Amen. 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 I told this young man this, and you know what he did? He went out and got a job. And he began to support his family. And a year after that, I met with that family again. And guess what? He's working now. It's been 20 years ago. But he was working. He was providing for his family. His self-esteem went up. And that family was strong because he decided to get up and do something. Sometimes the solution to our problem, many times, is not to sit around and figure out who put us here. Not figuring out a reason to figure out who's responsible for my struggle. Oh, Lord, I'm going to just say some stuff today. You may not be responsible for all your problems, but you are a huge part of the solution to whatever you're going through. You. Not anybody else. Now, I don't know about y'all. I hope this is true, y'all. I'm going to go vote on Tuesday. And if you hadn't already, you go vote on Tuesday. I'm going to go vote. I'll be there voting. Me and my wife, we're voting. We're going to do that. But I'm not resting on some politician to make my life better. You got quiet on me. Got you all revved up for election day and then just deflated you. I'm going to keep on working. I'm going to keep on taking responsibility for my life. Can I get an amen? amen? And I want to tell you something else, church, while I'm on it. We or you are not called to financially support people who are unwilling to work. Amen. Unable will help all day long. Amen. Down, unable to get a job, sick. Unable to work, we're going to be there and we're going to help you. In fact, our Christmas offering is going to help a lot of people like that. But unwilling, God has not called us to become financial support for people who are unwilling to support themselves. So if I can help set you free in that this morning, hear me. If there's someone in your life that is unwilling to do anything to support themselves and they're constantly draining you, they're able to work and they want and they're draining you over and over again. It's time for you to shut that off and say, It's time for you, my friend. It's time for you, my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter, to get up and do something to support yourself. Amen. This is not shouting, hallelujah, we love you, Pastor Andy, preaching, but it needs to be said in our world today. Income problems can come from inactivity. We're gonna help. Here's what we're gonna do. We've got employers all over Upper Christian Fellowship who are telling me all the time, we can't find help, we can't find help, we can't find help. Here's what we're gonna do. If you're an employer and you need good people to come work for you, I want you to call the office at the church and talk to Erica. We're going to make a list here at Upward of people who come to church here who are looking for employees. If you attend Upward and you are looking for a job, or if today you got convicted and said, it's time I got up off my blessed assurance and went to work. (laughs) If that's you then we want you to call the office and talk to Erica or if you just struggle to find something, call and we're going to put, make a list of employers. We're going to make a list of a potential employees. Now, a disclaimer here, Upper Christian Fellowship is not recommending the employer or the employee. We're simply saying they attend here and they put their name on the list. But we're going to connect you with people so you can find help. We want to be practical. Today's full of practical things you can do. Income problems can come from inactivity. I'll tell you another issue. Income problems can come from passivity. Go back to the ant. I got to stay with Solomon this morning or I'm going to be in trouble. Come on, the ant. Here's what it says about the ant Consider her ways and be wise without having any chief, officer, or ruler. Meaning the ant needs no supervision to get the job done. Oh, I'm going to preach right there. The best employers, best employees, the best workers are the ones that are low drama, low maintenance, do their jobs, do it well, solve problems, make life easier for everybody around them. That's the ant. The ant just goes in and goes to work doesn't need anybody driving them, doesn't need anybody overseeing them. They know what they're supposed to do, and they get up and do it. If you've got an income problem, there may be a passivity problem in your life. You want to be the kind of worker who makes your boss smile when they come in, when you come in. Have you ever seen the opposite? You ever worked with people who always bring in their personal drama to work? I think some of you, we need to stop and pray for you right now. I just see the looks on your face. And you're like, "Oh, big bastard." You ever been worked around somebody who's always creating drama at the office? Yeah. And every day you go in and you want to get your work done, but before you get to work your work done, you have got to settle them down. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord! <laughs> you can't get the job done because you've got to drag them along emotionally. And instead of being able to do your job, you've got to prop this person up all the time. Man, this is not Dale Carnegie on how to win friends and influence people today. I think I read a book this morning on how to tick people off. But I want to be straight because I want you to get set free today. Your boss did not hire you to bring drama to work. Your employer did not hire you so you could come in and get propped up emotionally. You don't go to work to get therapy. You go to somebody else's work to get that. When you go to your work, you're called to work. And you get paid to produce something. And you shouldn't need a whole lot of supervision. If you claim to follow Jesus Christ, you ought to be an excellent worker who goes in and solves problems. I'm preaching this morning. The ant just goes to work and does it. The ant doesn't come back to the boss every five minutes saying, I got a problem, help me solve it. I got a problem, help me solve it. The ant goes back to the boss and said, hey, I saw ten problems and I solved them already. We're good. Yep. That's right. That's it. You know, one of the reasons Upward works so well is because we've got this incredible staff and they do such a good job. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. We drop the ball from time to time. But I'm going to tell you, again and again and again, they deal with stuff and they make my life easier. Yeah. 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 Don't tell anybody. But my life is much easier than it has been in some years past because they work so hard. They don't bring me a ton of problems. They bring me problems they've already solved. And I find out on this staff all the time, they've solved problems before I even heard about them. I'll hear something that happened. I'm like, nobody told me about that. They're like, we had it, we had it. You didn't even have to worry yourself with it. That's who you want to be. There is a growing, I don't know if the word is spirit or culture or attitude. There is a growing attitude in our culture that shifted from earning, that shifted to entitlement. That I'm entitled to a job because I'm breathing, and because I show up, I'm entitled to get paid, and because I'm here, I'm entitled to get a raise, and just because I'm here on planet Earth, I'm entitled for you to take care of me. And there's an entitlement mentality that has crept into the world today. I was raised in a day when you earned, you worked, you produce. There's a growing attitude today to shift responsibility for your life and my life on somebody else. And to say, well, the problem is the system. I'm not denying we have some problems in systems. Yeah, we do. Problem is, my boss is just mean. Why is he mean? Well, he told me to go to work. That's what he's supposed to do. Preacher, I just keep losing jobs. I've been through seven jobs this year. And I just keep getting mean bosses. In other words, you keep getting bosses who want you to work, and you won't. See, I'm, I, have y'all noticed I'm getting older, and my filter's not what it used to be. <laughs> you think it's bad now. You give me about ten years, I don't know if y'all can take it. It's just a growing entitlement attitude. And there's a growing need and there's a growing tendency to shift responsibility for my life onto somebody else. It's the system. It's the boss. Do you know whenever you and I shift responsibility for our well-being onto anybody else, we put the power to change our lives away on them? If it's the government's fault I'm in this mess, then I'm hopeless. Government can do bad things and make conditions bad for people. Yeah. But the people that win, the people that are wise say, well, that's what they're doing. I can still do what I can do. And I can get up every day and I can go into work and I can work hard and I can produce something. Let me just tell you something. We still live... No matter what our problems are, we still live in the greatest land of opportunity that the world has ever seen. And you and I have no excuse for saying, the system's down on me. Go to a communist socialist country. Live in one of those and you'll see people who only work for the government and who have no hope. Oh yeah, I'm preaching this morning. Income problems can come from inactivity, can come from passivity. So, we did a search of a major job search site on the internet. Greg did it for me this week, and he brought me the results, and I loved it. He did a search for the top ten attributes that employers are looking for in employees. And did you know that nine out of ten had nothing to do with a special skill? Nine out of the ten were just attitude. Because here's what employers know. You can teach a skill faster than you can impart an attitude or correct an attitude. So if you have an income problem, I've only got ten minutes left to talk about spending. If you have an income problem, get up, go to work, if you're working now and you're not making enough, let me, let me tell you what you can do. Be like the ant, who everything you do moves that company forward. Yeah. 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 Everything you do, lift that company. I just want to stop and preach this morning. I got an extra hour, and I want to take this extra hour right here. I see employees sometimes at businesses who act like they don't care about the business. That business is what pays you. And as that business goes up, you can go up with it. If you feel like you're being treated unfairly and you're producing and you're not getting recognized for it, let me just tell you this. If you're producing, somebody else will come after you. But work. Work hard. Work with excellence. Work without requiring someone to supervise everything in your life. So, let's move on. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. He's going to get off that. He's going to get off that. First of all, there's income problems. Then second of all, we often have a spending problem. Solomon says the ant does this well. The ant prepares bread in the summer to be ready for the winter. That means the ant has gathered the necessary necessary. That extra hour did me no good this morning. The ant has gathered the necessary resources and now is going to steward those resources well. The ant prepares. The good word that you've been waiting on this whole series that you love is coming. It's the word budget. The ant actually prepares to take the resources it has and budget them out properly to spend them wisely and well. Jesus said in Luke 14, 28, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost whether he has enough to complete it. Before you launch out into your financial life, you should sit down and look at your income and budget for your expenses. People say, oh, a budget's so constricting. I want you to hear this quote. A budget is not constricting. A budget is liberating when you actually make a plan for where you're going with your money every week, every month, every year, every quarter, whatever it is, when you actually plan it out, people tell me this often, when I sat down and I made out a budget, I felt like I'd gotten a raise. John Maxwell puts it this way, I think it's the best definition of a budget. He said, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. Here's what happens. When we don't budget, we just spend free. Yeah. And then we wonder where the money went. Yeah. Anybody ever been surprised that you put it in there, but when you go to get it, it's gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scriptures talk about it, and we're going to talk about it in this series. It said, our, my money is like a, a bag with holes in it. I put the money in the bag, and when I go to get it, it's gone through a hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. Without a budget, that's what your financial life's going to be like. Without a budget, you're going to have marriage problems. Cuz here's what happens to married couples. Do you know, we often marry people who are different from us. Yep. I read this recently that said if you and your spouse are just like each other, one of you is irrelevant. <laughs> well, that was funny. <laughs> we tend to marry people that are different, right? We're attracted often to people who have strength and that's necessary. We need people who are different, right? When I go to shop, I don't go to shop, I go to conquer. (laughs) I walk into the store and say, what aisle is this on? And I walk to that aisle and I pick it up and I take it to the cash register and I pay it. And I get back in the car and I go on with my happy life. There are others in this world (laughs) who go in not really having a plan. We're just there. We're at Target or Walmart or whatever place you want me to go to. We're just looking at aisles, we're looking at stuff. Stuff we didn't come to get. I went to Sam's yesterday. I bought a $200 pizza at Sam's yesterday. (laughs) 40 bucks a slice. (laughs) It was. Because I went there to get a pizza. All of a sudden there's boots in there. Well, you didn't come for that. Sweater's in there. Grapes. <laughs> Anybody have an extra room I can stay in tonight? I have a budget for rent already set aside. I counted the cost. <laughs> Here's how it works. This is all the time. A spender will marry a saver. All the time. Right. I I get a sense of married couples that are kind of like sliding apart from each other right now. I see married couples right now who are afraid to look at each other right now. (laughs) (laughs) Spenders often marry savers. And the savers tend to be the one who wants to sit down and manage that checkbook or the This software, or whatever it is, however, you manage it now. They want to be the one to sit down and manage that, and the spender is much more free spirited. I put money in the bank, it'll be okay. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and tell you who I'm talking about. She is not a big spender. i am just to be honest with you. I'm kidding around a little bit today. We did get the boots, but uh, um, <laughs> she, she is not a huge spender. She does not overspend, so that's the deal. My wife is much more free spirited with finances than I am. If it were up to me, we wouldn't go on vacation. Yeah, not good. Right? Yeah. My wife loves to buy clothes. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Best favorite thing, I'm going over today, who cares? Um, My favorite thing on Pastor Appreciation, little Wyatt Lauder went to school dressed as me. He had the glasses, he had the whole deal. I just love that. My wife looked at that, she said, aren't you ashamed? (laughs) She said that. (laughs) I'm really going to need that room now, y'all. I really, I need it. I need the room, yeah. She said, aren't you ashamed? I said, babe, that's the highest compliment I've ever gotten. I said, babe, I've got a brand going on here. I can't change it now. I'm stuck. Let's just say she's free. She's much more free spirited. I'm the guy that wants to manage every penny and watch where it goes and be like, "Ooh, that didn't work. Budget's all 50 cents. I'm like, oh, we're, I'm a failure. Anybody else feel that way? Anybody else could get that? If the budget's off 50 cents, you're just ready to go run and hide? Is it just me? How many of you? Let's just confess. There are a few of us. We're the extremes. She's more, oh, it'll be okay. We need each other. I wouldn't go on vacation without her, and we've had some great vacations with me going along reluctantly. I started to say I wouldn't wear any different clothes, but I already don't, so I'm already there. I could easily be a miser who never left the house and saved everything. She gets me out of the house. But she she needs me too. I'm just going to stop right there. That's it. We're moving on. We used to have a lot of arguments over finance. We really did. Because I would be managing it on the computer, and then we would get out somewhere, and she'd want to buy something, and I'd say, oh, we don't have the money for that. I would never included her in the budget because I thought she doesn't want to do that anyway, and she didn't. But I was the man coming down from the mountain with the budget. (laughs) Nope, can't get that. Nope, can't get that. Mm Mm-mm. Well, why not? We put money in there. Well, power bill was high this month. Yep. I didn't know about that. Well, you weren't working on it. <laughs> we had to figure out how to partner up and come into agreement with finances. I've always done well. You guys have always taken great care of us. That was not the issue for us. Just issue of how we were going to spend it. We tried having a monthly budget meeting. Oh my gosh, that was awful. (laughs) Oh Lord, I dreaded it. I would get nervous before it. (laughs) Because we would fight. And I do not like conflict. So we avoided it. And at the end of the month, we're like, what's this? What's that? Best thing we ever did. Can I tell you what we did? I hope this helps you we came up with we each have an allowance. That means this is how much money I can spend without saying a word to you. And this is how much money you can spend on whatever you want without saying a word to me. Now if we go over, (laughs) we have a problem. (laughs) But we have an allowance. Now this can get you in trouble. Because when she says it out loud with people hearing it, not understanding the context, it sounds awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i got to go back to Sam yesterday. <laughs> she put the boots in the basket. I'm like, we can't, I said this in Sam's, I'm like, we came for pizza. <laughs> she said, this comes out of my allowance. And three people looked around. <laughs> I'm having to be in Sam say, calm down, everybody. I've got one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just calm. Let's all breathe here. Three women were ready to attack me in Sam's. <laughs> got your wife on an allowance. The best thing we ever did. This sounds like a complete ad for an app, and maybe it is. I don't know. We're not making anything off of it. The best thing we ever did is when we put the Every Dollar app on our phones. Every dollar comes from Ramsey. We put it on our phones. It's not cheap. It's not free. But it is to you today because we're giving it to everybody. I feel like Oprah up here today. Everybody gets the app. Everybody gets the app. Put it on your phone. You know what we do? We both have it. This is the beauty of it. There are no budget meetings. I mean, there are a couple, but not monthly. Because once you put it in there, it's there. Y'all ready for this? Get that phone out. And they're already ahead of me. You've downloaded it. You're using it already, and I'm still talking about it. You scan this code. It'll take you to the site, and it will give you a code to get that for free. I think that's about uh, $10 a month, something like that. It's just over $100 to do that. With this also, you get a free subscription to Ramsey Plus, which gives you access to Financial Peace University and all their training that will help you budget. We paid for this so that we could give it out unlimited. So we're giving it out to you for free. You can share it with a friend. If you know somebody that doesn't go to church here online, you can get it. It's going to be online in the description for the video and in the chat uh, box there. They're going to give you a link to that. There's a code you can use and get it for free. And guess what? You can start managing your money well. If you have any problems with it, talk to us, and we'll help you get it set up, okay? Okay? We're giving that to you. Here's the action. Here's the action. If you got an income problem, get to work. Be the best worker on your job. If you got a spending problem, sit down and address it. Because Outgo needs to at least equal income. It ought to be under, and we're going to talk about that. How to get the outflow beneath the income so you'll have a surplus. Engage your finances. Take responsibility for your life. Amen. Amen. All right. I need a room. Remember that. I need a place to stay. I'll be surrounded by security at the end of this service. So, uh, no, love y'all. Thank you for working with me through this message that is tough. That is tough. Let's pray. Father, thank you today for Upward. Thank you for the blessing that rests over this house. There's a blessing of generosity over this house. It's also a blessing of taking responsibility for our lives and not shoving them off to anybody else. There's a blessing too, God, of income. God, I believe you, God, as you've moved in this church and the income has gone so so well, Father, I believe in you, God, that's going to multiply right down to families and families that are struggling right now to make it, God, as they are diligent, God, to do what they're called to do. Father, I pray for increase in their lives. And God, as they begin to step up and budget and manage it well, increase will come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, let me bless you this morning. I want to go back to a word we talked about last week. The word says, and this is your blessing, you've been faithful over little. He's going to put you over more. He's going to put you over more. As you're faithful in the things that no one else sees, God's going to promote you in a way that people will see it. In Jesus' name. I bless you with that today. Now I commission you, go out, share Jesus with your world. Amen. Hey, you've only got seven hours of daylight left today, so hurry, make the most of it.
0: Love y'all. See you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's Upward Journey. If you would like to find out more about Upward Christian Fellowship in Flat Rock, North Carolina, you can look up our website at UCF.CC or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Upward Christian Fellowship. We invite you to join us next week as we continue the Upward Journey.